interviewing Mr. Richard Welch, who is the principal of Bighorn Middle School. I'm going to go ask him a few questions. So, Mr. Welch, what is your biggest challenge so far, and how have you overcome it? That's a good question, SJ. A little hard to answer because we're still involved, so to know what the biggest challenge is. But probably the biggest challenge is when kids are here at school, you know, we, we feel like we've got some control. We can monitor them. We can help them. We can say, come in after school. Mm-hmm. And we've lost that control. And that sounds like we're control freaks, freaks, but we're not. But we're asked to do that. You know, our job is to educate the kids, to process, to help them. And when they're not here in front of us every day, that's really hard. And so having to do all that communication over the phone, text, Zoom, email, um, it's just not consistent. And that's really tough. Okay. So what has been your biggest surprise in the last few months and why? Well, the biggest surprise is just how this uh, coronavirus has impacted everybody, the ripple effects it has. That's really surprised me from uh, from transportation to groceries to, you know, obviously jobs, people's behaviors. Education-wise, the biggest surprise has been just how fast parents and kids and the educators have adapted. Uh, you look at sometimes other organizations, maybe even the government struggles getting things done. And I've been really pleased with how fast families and educators have said, we can do this. It's going to be tough, but we can work together. Uh, the challenge being we don't have the control. Well, we're going to continue to email. We're going to continue to call. We'll post things on our website. We'll continue to follow up. So I've been really pleasantly surprised how fast and how effectively people have made the adjustment. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that some places like in Maryland, they haven't even started. Like right. Virginia, one of the counties hasn't started because people were adding, putting their Zoom um, numbers onto social media. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they would have to shut them down because there would be thousands of people on one Zoom. It's quite a struggle there. It is. And we're blessed here at our school. We're relatively small. You know, there's 109 kids in the school. So I can't imagine the difficulties of a principal of a school of two or 3,000 kids and trying to do this because one of our biggest concerns is the equity. How do we be fair to everybody? What if somebody doesn't have internet? What if they've got parents working? What if there's other responsibilities at home? And uh, we've just done our best to maintain high expectations, but know that we're going to be merciful as, as we need to. Yeah. What has been your biggest failure, do you think, so far in this coronavirus pandemic? You probably have to ask parents and students and they'd be able to point them out. But, uh, you know, failure is an opportunity to learn. And so when we make mistakes, none of us practice for this. We didn't know all these things. One of the failures we're seeing is there's too many places for kids and parents to have to log into to get information or to get assignments done. And so as we prepare for the future, we'll make extra efforts to try and simplify that, to have one learning management system if possible so there isn't the confusion Uh, for parents and kids, especially when they've got students that are high school level, middle school level, elementary school level, and they've got 12 different login accounts. Uh, I don't know if it's a failure, but I think that's been the biggest challenge is how do we simplify it so it's Mm -hmm. not so frustrating for parents and kids. That has been a problem for me. I've noticed that like one class I'll have like four logins, the other one I'll have one. But then it's just hard to figure out which one's which, what's your password, and if what if your computer loses all your saved passwords, Mm -hmm. and you have to write them Mm -hmm. all down or call the office. It's kind of a struggle. It is, and kids are usually pretty good at that, usually better than parents because the kids are used to it. They do it here at school. They log in and out of things all the time. 
And one of the struggles, too, is kids continue to be kids. They tell parents they've got things done, but maybe they don't. And then it's hard for the parents to know if it's really done or not in this mm-hmm. environment without being able yeah. to track it as easily as when they're in school. Have you noticed any, like, suspicious numbers, like cheating? The kids are cheating. Have you think? Do you think anyone's done that so far? Uh, you know, I don't think so. That's been a concern of ours. We're glad if they do it, even if they get help, at least they're still going through a learning process. And some of the kids have brought that up with me. You know, like we've got a Quingo sheet, which is a bingo sheet to do different activities. And one of the students said, well, Mr. Welch, do we need to submit a picture? Because how are you going to know if we really did it? They might just cheat and cross it off. And I said, they might, but I'm just going to trust people. You know, we've yeah. got the expectations. Again, we have high expectations, but everybody gets to make their own choices as to their level of integrity. Yep. So how do you think this, this will affect the school year next year? Will it be a positive improvement or a negative? Probably a little of both, but one of the positive things we're really hoping for is a strengthening of the relationship between our teachers and parents slash families. Parents have got a better understanding of where their students are in education because they've had to sit with them each day and find their struggles and their strengths. Parents have also reached out to teachers more than they ever have before. They've gotten an idea. You'll see the memes or the posts on Facebook and social media where uh, parents, for the most part, are much more appreciative of teachers because they realize they have problems with one or two kids at home. And we've got teachers that do it with 109 kids every day. And so they're like miracle workers. So we hope that'll be a positive thing for teachers. They're learning technology that they haven't been forced to implement before. And many teachers have said, boy, I see how this is going to work in a regular classroom and can help strengthen and I can use this and I can use that. Uh, People, some of the teachers in areas that usually don't use computers like PE or health or shop, they've found creative ways to also use it. And so it's been good for them to learn those different techniques as well. See, because I picked up a hobby doing 3D printing and I sent it to my tutor. So he taught me, I've never used 3D printing software before. Now I'm learning how to use CAD, Tinker, Tinkercad, and it's, Super. it's a new way to learn it some is. things. And I think for families, you know, this is reminding us of spending time with our families. We're having more meals together, more time at home together. Kids can be creative at home. They're not as set by the boundaries of the school walls, just like you doing a podcast right now. That's something that we don't have that opportunity in school yeah. right now, or we need to look how to create it. I was so, look, trying to do it earlier before school ended, and I couldn't because I just had schoolwork. I had yep, yep. friends over. I had all that. I couldn't find time. And now you can make it a part of your learning at home. Yeah. So it's there's lots of positive, and we just need to look for the positive and address some of the tough things and make them better. Yeah. What do you think about the hybrid schedule that some schools might be implementing next year? I don't think anybody really wants to do it, but we're trying to recognize how do we address the safety needs of our students and families and still present education the best we can for student learning. And so a lot of ideas are floating around right now on what that looks like. And again, I would be skeptical to believe anybody that says this is the best way or the worst way because they're new. We haven't been there before and we've learned a lot through this process. Uh, We don't wanna go to a hybrid, we wanna have kids at school. That's why we went into this profession to have face-to-face interaction with kids to answer their questions. But there could be some positives to it. And if there's a way that we can be socially responsible and healthy, and if we need to go to a hybrid, maybe an A-B day or smaller class sizes or something like that, uh, we can make it work. Uh, We may think we don't want to right now, but who knows? Maybe we'll learn out that it's even a better system and we just didn't know it. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.